What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Antler Up podcast. And on today's show, I'm joined by Tacticam brand manager, Rudy Nunez. And Rudy is an avid bow hunter that currently lives in Arizona. And in this episode, Rudy and I have a pretty good laid back uh, conversation about his transition into hunting uh, at a, at the, at a later stage and his, uh, 2020 hunting strategies, his the brand new, uh, reveal cell, uh, camera from Tacticam. Uh, man, we just had a really fun laid back conversation, just talking hunting, just talking, uh, you know, just what we got going on as far as this upcoming hunting season, uh, and then some strategies and some stories that go along with that. Um, so it was just a fun overall conversation. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did recording it. And I want to just say a big thank you to a lot of our partners just uh, for the support over uh, the last few months as far as getting us even ready to go out on this past Utah trip that we have. What an amazing trip it was. What an experience. It's a, uh, a trip that I'll never, ever forget. And uh, so, you know, big thank you to our partners over at First Light, Onyx, America's Best Bowstrings, uh, uh, Argali. You know, at Stoker Eyes, just just to name a few, and I know, like, just even talking about some of those brands, uh, man, just what an awesome uh, the equipment was, and I can't speak more highly enough of all the first light gear that we use. The main piece uh, that is probably now my favorite piece that I own is from first light is that wick hoodie. It is just amazing. Between uh, the warmth, even when it was super super hot, like how it kept me cool as well as how fast it dried when we got some rain on us. Uh, so I didn't even get cold during that time frame. Uh, just an awesome, awesome piece. And then even to just quickly talk about Onyx, just to know exactly where we were from our unit to private property to, to public land to just sharing waypoints with between uh, Dimitri and Tim and I, helpful tool. Uh, that that was on that specific trip just because again we went in blind we had no idea where we were going and uh, man it was just awesome to have that tool you know and even talking about the, the stokerized stabilizer I've been talking about the the new M1 the micro diameter what amazing piece of equipment this is because of the light uh, durability that this has and man the the black three uh, just held up amazing. And again, with those America's best bowstrings, man, these Western hunters, they don't baby their equipment. And, uh, you know, we saw that firsthand and my, my strings came out still on tip top shape. So check out America's best bowstrings, uh, for what they have to offer. Check out stokerize.com. And also too, talking about our, our partners, you know, Cobra, Cobra archery, Dimitri and I using the, the harvester release, um, you know, they're coming out with some new stuff and under new ownership, great people. Uh, so check out cobraarchery.com as well. And, and although we weren't able to release our Sever 2.0 broadheads, uh, a couple days before we left, you know, we're sighting in everything and man, those broadheads fly true. And I can't wait to see, uh, what they could do on a whitetail. Hopefully I could get some luck and, and strike one down, but you know, check them all out. Amazing people, great quality uh, products, but also just top shelf people uh, back in all those. So check out our partners over at antlerupoutdoors.com. So everyone, thank you again for the support. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and leave a positive review, uh, whether on iTunes, on Podbean, you know, we're, we're on every podcast platform right now. So whatever you're using, you know, we appreciate it. And if there's anything too that you want us to cover or a guest, you know, shoot us a message. We'd love to, to, to keep exploring and keep building this. And, uh, we're really looking forward to this upcoming season. So thank you again for the support. It truly means the world to us till next time. Antler up.
All right, so we are live with a new episode of the Antler Up podcast. And on the other line, I have Rudy Nunez with Tacticam. And uh, Rudy, thank you for coming on, man. How you doing? Hey, guys. I'm, we're doing, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, happy to be on the show. Going to be talking about some exciting new stuff that we have um, on the market now. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's actually pretty cool. I'm really glad we timed this good because I just actually just got in the mail uh, two days ago. Uh, the brand new Tacticam Reveal trail camera. And, uh, you know, just to kind of clarify that with all our listeners, it, it's something that cell cameras are coming out huge right now. And I know we'll dive into that. I want to talk about who you are, but just to kind of clarify before we get going, you know, this is by no means um, a sponsored thing. And I just, I bought the camera full price and uh, I saw a lot of good, great reviews of it from some people online and some friends that I knew had one. So uh, I'm excited to have you on. It's a, just like a, lucky to draw that you know here we got this set up and i got mine in so thanks man for coming on yeah happy happy to happy to uh you know talk about it i'm glad you got yours in the mail you know we're going to talk about a few things about you know what tacticam is i'm sure some of your listeners know about us um but we've been around for six years and you know we started with um bow mounted pov cameras um and over the last six years man we've just grown leaps and bounds um, we've offered, you know, some different mounts for rifle scopes, bows, uh, shotguns, but we really felt like we had to diversify. So we actually are in the middle of three product launches right now. Um, a fishing camera, the reveal cell trail camera, and a spotting scope camera that's coming out real soon. So essentially, man, we just want to be that one-stop shop where a hunter can say, you know, they see the name Tacticam and it's like, we have you covered all year round. Right. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to talk a little bit more about that. So before we do that, Rudy, talk about, you know, who we, who you are and where you're coming from. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm actually out in Arizona headquarters of Tacticam is Minnesota. Um, I've been with the company unofficially since 2017. I was a product user, just bought mine before an elk hunt, um, that I drew in Arizona uh, years ago and just kind of got in with the team and did the ambassador thing and kind of worked my way up the ranks, real grassroots kind of deal. And so now I'm the brand manager with Tacticam, um, kind of working from home, helping with a big westward expansion and, um, just really enjoying what I do, man. That's awesome. Well, you know, Rudy, talk about, uh, like, where did you grow up hunting? Um, you know, what's kind of like your bread and butter as far as, you know, as the, when, once the fall rolls around, like, what are you chasing? What have you fell in love with? And, uh, you know, if there's anything else that, you know, is totally different from what you grew up with. We had a, a guest on uh, not too long ago, our buddy Weston, who grew up here in Pennsylvania, uh, you know, hunted whitetail his whole life. And a few, I would, well, now I, it's six years ago, went out for his first Western hunt, shot an elk and moved out to Utah and has shot an elk now for the last five. He's filled this tag five out of the last six years. So, you know, what's kind of your story as far as that goes? Yeah. In, so in a nutshell, man, I grew up, um, camping and fishing and stuff, but I, as far as big game hunting, I didn't start till I was 30 years old, you know, I'm 38 now. So I've only been doing it since 2012, 2011, 2012. And, um, I started on the East coast in North Carolina, Maryland, um, Pennsylvania, I hunted Pennsylvania. We I mentioned to you. Nice. And, um, so started out archery. So I, I love, I love hunting whitetail. I love tree stand hunting and ground blind hunting and kind of learning the lay of the land and, right. you know, habits of, man, big bucks are hard to kill. I don't <laughs> care if you're in, I don't care if you're in deer ridge environment, you know, and that's one of the things that, you know, having some technology and tools at your disposal really helps your odds. But then I think it was 20, 
12, I moved back to Arizona. So, you know, Arizona, we have big mule deer. We have elk, like you mentioned, black bear, um, white tail coos, that little subspecies. Yeah. They're real. They're real. And um, so really, I mean, like you said, your buddy got into elk hunting not too long ago. So I, I killed my first bull um, 2017, man. And for me, if I had to choose one animal to hunt for the rest of my life, it'd probably be, be, be elk. Nice. You know, and then, um, but there's, there's, there's a truth to chasing whitetail with, with bow. And I, and I did that for a long time. And, you know, I kept, I kept a tree stand kind of, you know, bicycle locked in the back of my truck. So after work <laughs> in Maryland, I would just find an open field. It wasn't private, man. I'd just walk a hundred yards in and set a stand. And those were early before I was using stuff like cell cams or, you know, any trail cams really. And, um, that was before, I think that was before Onyx and stuff back in 2011, 2012. Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe there was something out there, but I didn't know about it. But now we have all these tools that really make it easy. And I, I imagine we'll get into that here shortly. Oh, about I mean, that's the strategies. I mean, absolutely. We could even start getting into that now because I, we said early on in our podcast, a few like early on episodes, we said, you know, being myself, being a teacher, I love talking hunting with my students and being here in central Pennsylvania and the school that I, I, I work at, it's very diverse. So I do have a huge population that the student body is are hunters. And then I have a, another side of it where they're just like, they're split. They're either totally against it or they just were not raised in it. So it's just, it, right. it, it's very uh, diversified with that. But man, I just, uh, I keep saying, if you get into hunting now, it's a, a beauty and a curse at the same time, because there, you have all this, these tools at your disposal, but then there's just so many as well, you know? And, uh, but man, I think it's, it's more positive than it is negative in my book. Uh, you know, I, I, as far as like how you mentioned trying to go for, uh, on public land in, in Maryland, uh, man, it, Onyx even changed the way I hunt on private, you know, and, uh, it's just been a big, big kind of confidence booster for myself of, uh, knowing exactly where I am just because of, you know, if I'd be like, oh man, I, if I turn around, I might get lost. <laughs> and it's just kind of that, that little, well, I got this little gadget in my, on my phone now. And I feel more comfortable where it's like, I ah, screw it. I'm going to just keep going until I continue to find sign or more better sign or whatever. So has that kind of been your little tidbit as well? Well, moving to the Southwest now, you know, I'm hunting mountain ranges and stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and you're five miles in and it gets dark on you. It, <laughs> it can be pretty dangerous. So, yeah, you want, you want the most direct route back, you know? So, but no, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, I, by all accounts, I'm a blue collar hunter. Yeah. I mean, I have like my glass, like my binoculars, my scopes, you know, I'm starting to pay a little bit more because the whole cry once, yep. you know, theory. Um, I just hate buying stuff over and over again when I find, man, this really just didn't suit my knees as I become a better hunter. Right. Um, and I think that was one of the benefits of starting late in life is that I met the right group of people at the right time. I was in the military at the time and, you know, I had a couple of dollars in my pocket, so I was able to get started right away and be successful right away. Right. Um, but, but gear doesn't substitute knowledge and there's a wealth of knowledge out there online, man. So, you know, just keep, you know, I always make sure that if I have a hunt coming up, like for instance, I drew a um, elk rifle hunt in New Mexico this year, but I've never rifle hunted elk in October. Okay. So I've just been consuming content, you know, what are their habits around that time? Um, you know, maybe, you know, joining forums with people that have hunted that area in the past and it's no different with whitetail, yep. you know, I mean, 
people are closed lip about that information, but there's <laughs> resources out there where you can find good info. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, for, we're coming out West here to the Utah in the next couple of weeks for our first, uh, mule deer hunt, backcountry, backpack hunt as well. And it, we were surprised of how open a lot of people have been kind of reaching out to us and just saying, Hey, like, I know that area a little bit, you know, this is some good spot. We have uh, a nearby friend who uh, was like, Hey, I'll go throw out a trail camera for you guys. Or took pictures from the road and spotted they're like dude i saw some deer already you got good aspen all that stuff but again here it's like you said it's closed zip man as far as whitetail goes and uh you know it's the difference of of the pressure too of where you're at and what species you're hunting well i, I remember in maryland and north carolina i there was there's so much private land and, and farmland i used to go knock on doors and just be like man I'll, I'll come do a weekend of work for you or something and you know, if, if every hunter's already got those ranches on lock, yep. <laughs> those farms on lock, you know, and they're, they're not letting nobody in. So yeah. it's tough, but mule deer is actually one where it's really, it's really funny because you get people who say mule deer are hard to kill mule deer are easy to kill <clears throat> in Arizona. I'll be watching mature mule deer, big mule deer all summer long into September. And then come October when rifle, rifle season comes, man, I have no idea where those big bucks go. <laughs> And, you know, and, and you could say that with any, any species, but man, that's one where I would love to just, you know, have a ton of cameras out and figure out where probably in the thickest, nastiest stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially down here, out here in the desert. But, um, but I think on the East coast, I, do you guys have dog season? We don't. Um, I know North, North Carolina and Virginia do. And a lot of those big bucks go nocturnal, man. Once they start getting pressured, I, I feel like that's what happens, you know? Yep. Well, I know my uh, my wife's aunt, she lives down in North Carolina, kind of like central of the state a little bit. And I've always said, hey, I, I would love to go down, take a trip, you know, in, in some middle of September just to go down there and, and hunt. Uh, you know, tags aren't that that expensive for a non-resident. So, mm-hmm. um, but she lets like one individual just bow hunt on her land as well. And, uh, but I said, has he ever had success? And I don't think he has over the last couple of years. Just, you know, she owns at least 40, 50 acres, I think, and a nice little setup. I mean, I've been on it and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I mean, every time I've gone there, I've seen some, some does. I never really saw any buck there, but, uh, it's definitely something where I, I would like to take that opportunity to go hunt North Carolina. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, them, them swamp deers, they're pretty small, but you get up towards like Halifax County, the Virginia line over to um, like the Smoky Mountains area. Yep. Um, there's some, there's some really yeah. good deer in there. Yeah. They're good. They got lots uh, of and food I've seen to some eat. monsters in Virginia. That's <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Especially and those, Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, our buddy uh, Taylor Chamberlain, I mean, he's killing it down in that DC area where he's just, I mean, just all year round, just hunts like 315 days a year, I swear. And he could just, he's constantly banging deer down and uh uh yeah i mean they're they run a nuisance up there you know and that's the thing like he he told us it's man you have some some of the areas where they're chewing up forty thousand dollars worth of landscape i mean these people want deer gone because there's just so yes. many there's there's some counties where it's unlimited dough two or three mm-hmm. bucks and then of course in the rural areas around around maryland it's like um you know you can't hunt them yeah you know, they got city ordinances and stuff like that, but what do they end up doing? They end up bringing in sharpshooters 
who are thin the herd out at night kind of deal. <laughs> That's nice. Just so the public doesn't have to see it. You know? Yeah, right. Well, dude, I want to talk about even one more thing before we get into tactic cam stuff. You yeah, know, like yeah. you said about being 30, getting into it. And, you know, first thing, like you said, was with the bow. I, man, I grew up gun hunting. I grew up archery as well. And, uh, you know, I found uh, when I was 13, I shot a doe uh, with a bow. And that's where I was hooked. Like, I remember the first time I, I shot a deer with, with my rifle, I was, it was a magical moment. But when I shot a, a deer with my bow for that very first time, I'm, I don't remember feeling my legs. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's just so cool how, you know, you started later in life and uh, you graduated, you know, kind of gravitated towards the bow. Talk a little bit about that. So 20, late 20 or April, 2011, I linked up with this group, um, nonprofit group that was helping some of our veteran buddies out who had been injured downrange. Um, they would take guys out two or three days fishing, hunting, that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, I, they put a bow in my hand. That was the first time I ever shot in my life. And, um, over that weekend, you know, just took some, some real good, um, advice from some guys who were really know what they're doing. And then, so that was April and then May, June, July, August, August, uh, back in Maryland. I mean, I would go hit the range, man, five nights a week, That's awesome. Sling 20 to 30 arrows a night. And, um, and of course, you know, there's some nights where you sling one arrow and you see, and you just don't feel right. You just walk right off the range. But I was putting in the, the hours and, you know, consuming a lot of content, watching, you know, a lot of theories about archery and stuff like that. And then that September, I, I killed my first doe 76 yards. And, um, you know, just like you said, that feeling of when that lighted knock disappeared into that doe, you know, late evening, I was like, Oh my God, I've, I never felt anything like it, man. So that, that was the hook. Yeah. And so that year, my first year, I ended up killing five or six deer. And I think the second year, 2012, my sophomore year, I killed maybe four or five bucks. Okay. But I was hunting, I was hunting North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Alabama, Indiana. I was traveling a lot, man. Just buying out of state tags <laughs> anywhere I can hunt. I was doing it. So nice. Were you, you single know. at the time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's I was a awesome. military guy. Didn't yep. you know had had a little bit of income and yeah. you know wasn't married at the time. And man, I was having a ball. Dude, that's awesome. I just think uh, you know now it's funny just because with everything going on right now in the world, and I said to my wife, I'm like, hey, if if we go remote, I said uh, I might go to hunt Kentucky. She's like, you're crazy, you know? And I, she's like, what about your Utah? You know, you're doing that. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm also going to go to Kentucky. It's eight hours, yeah. you know? And yeah, um, yeah, so now I'm just like, oh, oh my, like part of me wants to just so I could have those opportunities. But right. the other part of me is like, man, I just want to go back to work a little bit and see, you know, people. But awesome, right. man. Well, let's let's talk a little bit of that bread and butter. I want to talk to you about the Tacticam reveal. Um, you know, first impression on my front came out again, with a very I, uh, similar, you know, quick setup, easy one. And uh, so far, I, I really like what you guys came out with uh, just from messing with it. I made a quick video. I talked to you about it today. Uh, man, it was just super, super like stupid, simple, <laughs> you know, to put it, you know, just bluntly, it, it was just great yeah. to, to set up. So, um, yeah. And I, you know, talking about this, I want to talk a little bit about trail camp strategy as well. Um, you know, it's something where we got into, I would say the last couple of years, I would say 
the last three we've taken a little bit more serious, whereas, you know, maybe the, the previous three, it was kind of like, okay, what deer are around? And like, that's kind of it and didn't really use like, oh, this is where we could get some in and out. But, um, but before we get into the nitty gritty of, of tactics, let's talk a little bit about that reveal. Cause I think it's definitely worth the uh, dimension to talk about it. Yeah, so we just launched the reveal July 1st. Um, really excited about it. You know, that was just a little bit out of what we're normally bringing to the table. Um, but anything Tacticam, man, we, that's what that's that's what we're about, making things stupid easy and making things affordable. And and everything we do is revolves around the hunter, you know, it's just to take the guesswork out of it for the moment of truth. But our reveal trail cam, man, that you know, it we it works with uh ATT and Verizon. Um, we got plans starting as low as five, five dollars a month. Um, and the camera itself has, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have used a lot of different products out there, especially some really high end stuff. And, and in full disclosure, a lot of your fans probably have a lot more experience using cell cameras than I do. Um, but everything that, that the reveal is, you know, sub half speed trigger speed, uh, half second trigger speed, um, detect animals up to 96 feet away. Um, it, it really is going to be a game changer. And when people think of that 99 to $119 price range, they say, man, is this one more thing that I'm just going to invest in and just be unhappy with later on? Right. The testimonies are already starting to roll in. You go to tacticam.com or our social media page for reveal. I mean, we're doing a lot of side-by-side between other companies for those night pictures and the quality, really how it illuminates that, yep. you know, within that 96 feet radius. Man, it's night and day. Yeah. So I think we really hit it out of the ballpark with this one. Yeah. And, and just talking about personal experience, this was kind of like my summer of my last cell camera that I was going to buy just because uh, last year I just had a horrible experience with uh, a different brand. Um, I just, uh, it, you know, it's after mail and rebate, it could go into that price range. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to bash. It's just kind of, uh, it's just one of those things I want to talk about where, the first one I got, it worked for a few days, then it stopped working. I go and I retrieve it. And I send it back and I'm on hold and talking to these people for, you know, an hour, wasting my hour of a day with my daughter and my wife or whatever. And uh, they sent me a new one. Great. I put that one out. It doesn't work at all. So send that one back. And then after that third one, one that I received, actually, Rudy, I got, uh, I didn't even open it. I just took it right back to Cabela's and just said, Hey, I got this as a gift. Uh, I don't need it. And I ended up buying like just some other stuff just because I was so fed up with it. And, you know, some people had better chances with it and said, Oh, they work great. And, you know, but my personal experience, I was like, okay, I'm done. And then, like I told you, I bought a, uh, another one, a different brand this year and it's okay. Um, it's not like blowing it's not blowing the top off it's doing its job but again it, it could be better um so again just setting this on up doing the test run I, I put it out in my yard with my dog running around and the trigger speed is awesome so that's the one thing that i was i was worried about is that trigger speed um so and so far it's passed the test with just my dog running around so i'm sure with the white tail we'll be all right yeah, and you know that half bit that half second trigger speed is the difference depending on where you put your camera. I mean, if you have it on a trail, something or something, the difference between seeing what the buck is at its head versus getting a rump, you know, which I've done in the past using slower yeah. trail cameras and stuff, and you know that's really frustrating. And to your point about having to go back out to retrieve your cameras, that's why we invest in cell cameras in the first place is to stay out of those hunt spots, stay yeah. out of 
their habitat as much as we can. So, you know, with lithium batteries and or a solar pack and stuff, I mean, these cameras are going to be out for a long time. Yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm I'm going to put this one, I think, local uh, locally here. I might just for the first uh, put it on some private ground just that way. We're not I don't hike back a, a long way just to if just in case if something were to happen or whatever. But um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pumped. It's, it's built like a tank. There's some weight to it, even without the batteries on it. So I feel like that's a plus. You know, sometimes you hear things are light and, you know, they'll they're going to break after whatever and uh see so yeah, i'm 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 really really impressed with this one and like you said the uh megapixels i mean you could go from 24 14 to 8 and the fast trigger speed the one thing too that i really liked um i actually uh when this airs actually uh, there is going to be a video already posted of my kind of tutorial slash review on it and uh, i talk about and i show it i know you guys already have that out there but you pull up the app and you have the camera settings. And what I really like about it, Rudy, is you have the opportunity to change that megapixel. You have the opportunity to put in your battery type so that way it works correctly. Um, that's huge. That's something different. I don't think any other company's really doing. So, um, you know, I think you got, like you said, you, you guys thought about the little things to, to make this a, a, a really good product. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things that pe- the the feedback the main feedback we're getting right now is just ease of setup. Yeah. Oh yeah. Load your batteries, get your class ten SD card in there. Um, you know, download the app. We have an app for our five cameras as well as our fishing camera as well as the um, reveal. Um, you know, and you scan a QR code, pick out your plan, whatever you want, and then you're ready to go. Yeah. So, and then coming back to your point about, you know, should, you know, product isn't the only testament. It also is the company and the support, you know, Tacticam still small enough to care, man. We just hired like three or four, uh, I think it was three additional um, representatives at the office just because we knew with the reveal, there was just going to be such a load of like questions, interest right. and all that stuff. So you call Tacticam, you're going to get somebody on the phone that's going to either walk you through that process if they can help you troubleshoot it. Otherwise, you know, we're, we're going to stand by our warranty. So that's, that's all the way across the line with our, with our camera system. So wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm, you know, it's, it's sweet. I'm, I'm pumped. And uh, like you said, you got it in Verizon, you got it in AT&T. So just the two major players. And uh, again, it, what I like too is about the, uh, the price range five, you know, $5 a month and is that low end. And then you could go annually or you could go that high end, which still isn't that, that much, you know, it's just depending on like, I, Depending on usually too, again, I'm only putting it where I'm going to get pictures of deer sporadically. Like I'm not putting any mineral out or anything like that and just going to be getting, you know, picture after picture after picture um, just because of where, what property we have and where we hunt type of stuff. So, um, so right off the bat, I just did the, the cheap $5 one. And if I need to improve, I'll, you know, I'll up it. But for right now, it's like you said, man, I, it, it, the setup was easy with QR code. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I think you guys really, really got a, a nice piece of equipment here that we could use. I'm curious, how many acres are you guys managing? So when I go back home, it is the membership is very, older gentlemen, very heavy gun hunters. Um, and when I go in for archery, I'm probably one of the, uh, I would say about less than a dozen people. 
And, you know, and and what's really nice about it is too, like everybody kind of has their spot. So there's usually not many people on either side of, of, of you. Um, and that, that total I think is about 4,000 acres. Um, so it's, it's a nice chunk of land. And then we have a small, uh, little like 15 acre little piece here that we have the, the opportunity to hunt. And then we, then it's all public land for us, man. So it's, uh, it's a challenge. So, so in, in your property, you said you're hunting a, a club with a mountain and everything. Yep. What, what are your strategies? Are you hanging stands? Are you spotting and stocking? Um, Transitions? What do you Dude, I, it's changed, man. Growing up, uh, it, my dad would have pre-hung stands, which was really awesome. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, he would scout it, you know, because growing up it was, you know, you just go sit here and okay, you would see deer. Um, but right now at the past couple of years, since they've implemented the, you know, the antler restriction rule, those deer are getting really, really aw- like nice mature deer up there. Like we see trail cameras, if certain ones make it through and they, at the end of the year, they have all these people talking about like what survived and you see pictures, you'd think they're Illinois deer or, 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 you know, those really nice mature Ohio bucks. But, um, yeah, so my dad usually uh, pre pre hang sets that he kind of has that core area. The last two years, uh, kind of going back to that on X thing, I started doing a little bit more of like, Dad, you know the mountain better than that whole side, like the like the back of your hand, probably even better than the back of your hand. I'm like, I want to go here. You know, I would show him on the on X map, and I'm like, let's just go scout it out a little bit. And so we started doing that more, man. And and honestly, the beginning of it was two years ago. I thought I found a nice little spot. And as I was during, it was like November 3rd ish type time frame, And the, the wind was just crazy. I mean, just totally nuts. And I see a buck cruising up the North road. We call it. it's just like a, like a path that we take down. And it was about over just over a hundred yards away. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, you know, and then I get down from the stand and I just see all these buck sign of, of rubs and it's, they're paralleling the road here. And I'm like, all right, well, I know what I got to do for next year, you know, or come gun, you know, once gun season rolls around here, like where I'm going to kind of go. And I didn't have any luck gun season that year. And, uh, so that March I came back in, did a little bit of scouting, pulled up the Onyx map, you know, listening to podcasts, watching videos of what people are doing and just kind of like trying to get outside my comfort zone. And, uh, so I went, I pulled up the map. I said, I want to go here, 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 and here. Let's go scout it out. And the one, the, it was the second spot. It was way further down. I said, look, these deer we know are starting to come up to, you know, catch some does after they're either eating from just down from the fields below that are not our property. They're, it's a different property. And so they're coming up, you know, looking for the does. And uh, I said, let's find that pinch point, like where where are we going? And I, I don't want to be that far off from that North road. So I hung a pre-hung set in one area and I had a mobile set on me. And the day that I actually shot uh, the deer that's behind me was one of those days I just got up in a tree uh, with my mobile set just because of where I walked in and I saw a sign in the dark. Like I just randomly took 10 steps in, looked at the tree, saw like a really fresh scrape. And I was like, all right, I'm setting up like, five yards from here, found a tree, climbed it up. I didn't even get all my camera gear set up because I shot my deer right at first light. Uh, Cause he was right behind, like he was, I heard him right. like kind of rustling around. Um, but yeah, so now this year I'm actually transitioning to the saddle just to kind of with being a teacher, I wanted to get out even 
pack a little bit more lighter, get it even up a little bit more quicker, get in more areas, kind of that thicker um, area too, even back at home. Cause I, there's areas where we would see deer constantly come out of, but you can't get in there with a tree stand or wherever. And, you know, sometimes too, my dad would be like, you're not going in there. Like that's their, right. but it's like, well, if I could get just outside with, you know, my, I like, I just, I could picture it now of certain trees where I can't get up with a stand, but I, man, I could get up there in a saddle, you know? And uh, right. so I've been practicing a lot with that. And, you know, here it's just, it's, it's all running gunning other than like that. Like I said, that little small partial, we, uh, we have maybe one or two stands set up, but, but mainly it's just wherever we find sign and, and it, you know, we, this past off season was tough for us. We went out, we would walk during Turkey season. We'd be, you know, five miles back or whatever. And, uh, we would find spots and we're like, okay, this looks good. And the next thing you know, we turn around and there's like a stand or there's a camera and we're like, home. Oh, gosh it's just uh it's tough here in central pennsylvania which is fun man i don't hey man kudos to those people putting in that work too and uh right. you know so i i mean it's like just one of those things where it's like all right we just got to work harder you know and again it's just in the moment you're like oh you're mad but then and like i said now it's like hey man good for them they worked their tail off to get back there and i hope they right. had success too you know and killed one of those boomers that people don't think pa has you know yeah, that, that's that's how I started too. Just learning how to work, you know, work rub lines, scrape mm -hmm. lines, <clears throat> learning. Um, you know, my idea was early on was to sit on the bean fields. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. And <clears throat> and you might get lucky and have a buck come out. You know, daylight hours. But when you start when you start um, maybe maturing a little bit in your hunting. Um, you know, you start learning like their transitions, where they're coming from, going from, you know, when, and that's where the camera can help, but I wasn't using them at the time, yeah. but, um, but you know, Western hunters, man, it's a lot different because, you know, we, you can pattern deer and really water is the Holy grail around here. <laughs> so you come to Arizona or one of these States that are really dry, you go, you walk up to a water hole and you might see 10 or 12 cameras on it. That's you know, so, and you know, and so really you got to put in the work to find those off off the map yeah hard you know not really well known um water sources and springs so that's my tactic this year um a lot of people do spot and stock you just get up high you glass you find something you want to kill you go put a stock on it um but this year you know i found i'm also hunting a mountain at right around 6500 feet or 7000 okay. feet um so i got um, I, I have this water hole i set up a tree stand and then um you know i see some work around it you know, where these bucks are coming in, they're trying to start establishing dominance at this point. That's a little early, but you know, so I set up two or three cameras in that perimeter, you know, and, and unfortunately in Arizona, cell cams are outlawed. Yeah. I was just about to say, you know, you know, I want to preface it too. I want you to mention why you, don't, you really don't have that much experience with cell cam. And it's because the state of Utah does not allow it. Arizona or I think or Arizona, Utah, I'm sorry. maybe. I th uh, yeah, Utah might be one as well. I think. Right. So which, which really stinks, but I, I still have a couple of reveals come in the mail. I'm going to put them on like pre preservation land just yeah. to, just to get pictures and stuff. But, but yeah, so the, I mean, that's the strategy this year, you know what I mean? So I really want, I really want to inventory what deers are, what deer are kind of core deer in that area and you know, who's coming and going and where are they coming from? It's a huge network. You know, it's not like I'm only monitoring 40, 40 acres or something like that. So, you know, I got about five or six cameras on the backside of that mountain right now. So hopefully by the time August, 
I think it's the 23rd when we open up here, you know, I have at least, at least two or three bucks that I want to go after, um, you know, um, patterned. And, you know, one of the things is where I have the luxury is I can go find a place where there's not a lot of foot traffic. Right. I'll check a camera every two to three months and maybe see one hiker, you know, <laughs> nobody else in camo, which yeah. is, which I love, you know? Yeah, absolutely do. Well, and that's the thing too, like you mentioned earlier about transitioning, learning to hunt scrapes and, and rubs and all that type of stuff. And that, and going back to the whole trail camera where, you know, in years past, we used it solely just for, uh, like deer count, like, okay, well, who's, who made it, who, what do we got going after? Um, and then that kind of, once we would get that Intel, we didn't take advantage of keeping either trail cameras out just because we were always nervous of people stealing them or whatever. Um, you know, and that's the thing I, that's a whole nother podcast in itself, you know, but, uh, man, for, I, I know, but for, for right now, uh, I would say the last two years we did change that little mentality. We hang them up a little bit higher. Um, right. we might reposition them as well. We don't, if, if we know that area is just constantly getting hit, like obviously if we could start to see like, okay, this deer is constantly coming, we might move it coming from that direction where they're they're like that, that buck is coming from just so then that way we could kind of get a little, what trail are they on? What, um, you know, are they kind of, we might even put two and that's the beauty of hunting with a friend because then I'm like, okay, you put one here and I'll put one here and let's see which one's getting the camera. So just, you know, getting that image just so then that way we could, maybe piece the puzzle together a little bit faster as well. Yes. And right now I have, I have a camera on the water and, and it gives me an idea of like what angle that buck is coming in. So then from there, you know, when I actually am out there, um, putting boots on the ground, you know, I'll, I'll walk a trail, you know, and kind of think, all right, there's three, there's three tributary trails that kind of merge right here. Right. So I might pick a tree there, you know, and cause I really want to know, where is he bedding down? It's a little bit different terrain here than it is Pennsylvania and the East Coast, but you know, I, I think by and large, you probably have pretty similar habits. Oh yeah, you know, 100%. eat, sleep, wake up. Yeah, yep, yep. Kind of deal. So go back to sleep. <laughs> go back to sleep, and 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 the key is they have to have water, they have to have food. So you crack that code. Um, you know, I think you, I think you guys, once they start utilizing some of this technology, man, it, it could really improve their odds of killing yeah. a good deer. Well, and that's where, again, I want to talk a little bit going back to the, the importance of these cell cameras, because my, the bread and butter for me is there's nothing more that I look forward to than when I'm, when I'm on interstate 80 and I'm going back home to hunt that mountain. Like that's my, I look forward to that, those moments that like, once I know Halloween's around, I'm excited for my daughter because she's six years old and whatever she's being. But then I know like I, in the back of my mind, I'm just, okay, what deer could be possibly be hitting some rubs, some, some spots and all that type of stuff. Um, some scrapes and what I'm ecstatic for is finally having a stealth camera there just so then that way, if, if the, I get Intel where a deer is just constantly coming through like either a day and a night and then the next morning, like I know I could get on the, on be home in two hours, like I'm on the road, <laughs> you know? And, right. um, and the one thing too, to kind of go back on about that spot this past late, well, I would say, late June is usually when we go ahead and start putting cameras out in early July. And we kind of even adapt it to even next month. I, I walked around that area where I shot my, my buck this past season and man, even with all this green up, right. I, we went maybe 50 yards where we, the deer I know kind of came from and 
we found phenomenal sign, just crazy. Even up with all this green up summer, summer green, I said to my dad, I said, I want to get another camera put up here just because it's like a highway of different trails where they're intertwining, where they're meeting. Um, and man, it's from even, like I said, I'm way down below where he is. I'm about 350 yards away from where my dad usually hunts with the, with the rifle. And he kind of gets more mobile with, uh, during the archery season anyway, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's, so I, that's another spot that's where I want to put a camera just because if they're coming up even from a different side of the mountain, that's the side where a, a whole other group of deer are coming up more closer to that North road. Like I mentioned earlier, because this past end of the season, we pulled a camera that was near that, that area. And, uh, man, we had six to eight different bucks on them. And if, and it was late in the year that the, these images were on. And I'm sure I would say if half of them made it, man, we, we have a potential to, to have opportunities on, on some, some great deer this year. And I hope you do. Yeah. And you know, another tactic uh, besides just reading the countryside is, is, um, using, um, vines, yeah. mock scrapes. You know, I've actually had some luck doing that out here in Arizona. And we always say these little subspecies coos deer kind of don't pattern the same as <laughs> Midwestern or Eastern deer, but you know, I'll, I'll put a mock scrape out, um, late July into August and I'll get bucks hitting them. I'll get doe hitting them. I'll get coyotes pissing on it. Yeah. You know, all on camera. Um, so, so the stuff works, you know, and you know, we have, we have what we call a straight fix by Tacticam. Um, it's a, it's a five foot bind system, um, but there's a few out there. Um, you know, and that's just another tool that you could put early season. Yeah. Yeah. That's something Victoria, those deer. Right. And that's another thing too. Like we even back up on the club there. I mean, there's not much that we've, my, my dad's very old school, like let, let it be, you know, you hear people trimming stuff and shooting lanes and, uh, I, he, that was ruined for him years ago when I was probably in high school still, because a friend of ours that were used to hunt on the club that was kind of on our side, but was around and about he uh he cleared out lanes and i guess he told me he reported back to my dad he's like all these deer were coming up but they stopped they didn't cross over (laughs) into that lane he's like they knew you know and like like i said you know they just whatever they had that that sixth sense and so my dad ever since is just like you're not cutting anything i'm like well i can't get a shooting lane you know if i'm be up and up and setting presets i'm like you can't i said you have one shot he's like make it as minimal as, as possible of cutting that you can. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm like, well, you got plenty of cover here, man. I'm, you know, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, so he's very old school when it comes to, to that type of stuff too. Another strategy, I think, um, for people who haven't used cell cams a lot is really figuring out an entrance and an exit strategy Yep. when you're putting these cameras out and, or when you got to change batteries or relocate, um, and then the main one is where's that stand going to go? Where's that blind going to go? And when should you sit it? Mm-hmm. You know, there, if you, if you have a big buck on camera and he's coming in, you got, I think you got him patterned. Oh wait, now you got to wait on the weather. Yep. Yep. You know, so that's a lot of, that's a lot of discipline that I think, um, <laughs> I, I won't even say that I have yet, you know, because there's guys that'll wait a week before they go set a stand. Oh yeah. And I, and, and they know that bucks in there every night. Yep. Exactly. You hear that. You hear people that will take notes and where they'll, they'll actually, like you said, going off of the weather, whether it's wind direction, like, okay, this, this deer is coming on a North wind, you know, he's coming mm-hmm. across in the camera this way, you know, he's crossing a different way on a 
you know, Southwest wind or whatever. And it's just, you know, people go really in depth with it. And again, it's like, like you said, it's one of those things where like, for me, I'm not there yet. I hope to be no. there one day. Um, but, but man, it's, it's just, it's crazy to see. I, I think, uh, man, it, you prepare, it's, it's luck and it's not luck. You know what I mean? I feel like you make your own, you you make your own luck with, uh, preparing and, and having no shot opportunities. But at the same time, you got to know if you put your, it's all that hard work where you're not making luck as set, putting yourself in that position. But man, that day when that deer does come, I mean, that's just lucky to draw in my, my opinion. Yeah. Well, and for your listeners that have never used a trail camera, cellular or otherwise, it's pretty, it's a different feeling when you start to follow a deer Yeah. and you have, cause you see it a lot, man. It's like, Oh, you know, you have this almost a relationship where you're like, you start to build it over time. Yeah. Whether you watch that deer for one season or three seasons, when you actually connect on that deer, man. Yeah. It just yeah. puts all these pieces of the puzzle together. Have you ever had that opportunity yet? So I have a, I have a couple that I'm watching over the last shoot since, well, no, not to where I've had it and grown that relationship to where I want that deer and I executed and killed that deer. I know I have not done that yet. I've been, I've been lucky a few times, but man, I, I just think that, um, that's probably one of the ultimates. Yeah. You know, it is a naming a deer, following it, learning it. And like you said, it's like chess. It's a game of chess. Oh, it truly is. You know, and you, you risk blowing a, a mature buck out of a, out of a bedding area, or, I mean, he may end up in the next County. Yep. Yep. You we, know what I mean? I had what's, it's actually pretty cool is our logo design, uh, the rack that of our antler up logo, uh, I put it very, very early once we, I decided to create this antler up outdoors thing. And, uh, it was actually the rack of a deer here in Pennsylvania that I watch for all season. Um, and then the next year he grew a little bit and I never saw him again. He was a ghost. I don't know if he got shot, if he got, you know, killed, whatever, but man, it was a, a special deer because it was always on that little 15 acre little spot that I'm allowed to hunt. And it first started with the one day where I got the, the opportunity to hunt that area. No one else hunted it at all. And uh, my goal was just to take a doe off it. Like, cause there's just, it's around in a neighborhood area and people are like, Oh my gosh, like we'll, we'll be eating dinner. And next thing you know, like our dogs going nuts and chasing, chasing 15 deer out of the yard. And, uh, so I put up a trail camera. It was like the first one that I ever like personally ran just myself. And I checked it like two weeks later and I'm f going through them all. And I'm like, Whoa, what the heck is this? Like, that's a, that's a buck. You know, like that's just not a little basket guy. Like that's a deer. And, uh, so I watched them all season. I didn't see him like at all. And he was coming up to, I think that was a year, a couple of years ago when our opener was the end of September, actually like right before October. And I'm like, Holy cow, like I'm getting late September footage of this deer. So that first day when I went in, I went in early just the, that opening day. Cause he was coming by at like six 30, in the morning nothing. I do it again. And, uh, on, on Monday, uh, in the evening, I'd come home, fly home from work and get up and nothing, nothing, nothing. So that season passed. I was like, Oh man, I never saw that deer. Like he's just like haunted me. Cause I'd get pictures of him at night then and all this stuff. Well then the next summer he grew and he had a really crazy, uh, kicker coming off his, um, 
off uh, off his one main beam. And I'm like, okay, like this is a legit Pennsylvania Central PA deer, and nothing. Uh, just never saw him at all. Came close to pattern him again early, and I don't know. Again, I, he might have gotten shot or whatever, but. Yeah, it's just that two summer relationship like building of seeing that deer is just fascinating. And that again, that's just not cell camera that is just going in there every couple of weeks or a month or whatever and seeing that deer and it's like, okay, did he make it? Is he still alive? And uh it's really neat. And that's why I was like, you know what? I want to be something original and and that's the one buck where the last four years where it drove me nuts to be obsessed with. I'm like, that's the logo right there. Yeah, and I had a similar experience in Arizona too, 2014, 15, and 16, I think it was, where I was following. He was already mature in 2014, probably three or four, four-year-old deer, I would imagine. And in a big coos out here, you got to understand, our gold, we, our gold label, our blue ribbon, we shoot for 100-inch deer. Yep. You know, I mean, they're just smaller. They're, yeah. they, they just don't grow that big. I think um, I think a booner buck or a Pope and young buck is probably like 80, 85 inches. That's sweet. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's nuts. That's insane. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching this, this buck, he's about 105 inches back in 2014. And every year, you know, June, July, I'm seeing him in velvet. And then all the way up until August till it's hunt time. I'm seeing, I seeing him in daytime. I have like four or five cameras out. I'm watching. And that's why I alluded earlier where that is just a magical thing. And no, I haven't, I didn't connect on that buck three yeah. years. And I, I think he died. I don't think he got killed. You know, I found one of his sheds, just massive coos, white tail shed. And um, so that's the one that got away where I know that if I would have connected with him at any point in those three years that I was following him, that probably, I would have, that, that's it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I, Probably not, but yeah. it's just one of those things where, man, it makes it real personal. I know. Don't you love when you say, when you say that's it, when you know, probably in reality, you're like, I want bigger than. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, my first, my first bull elk I could killed in 2017 archery, 35 yards, killed a mid grunt contact cam. Um, he scored 200 and shoot 238 inches. He was like a cheater six by six. He yeah. was a five by five, but was kind of raggedy and broken off at the tips. I call him a six by six. And, um, you know, I, I, my wife told, asked me, do you want to get it mounted? I was like, hell yeah, I want to get mounted. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get drawn again. I don't know if I'll ever be on another bull elk hunt because it's tough to get drawn in Arizona. Yeah. It's one of those things where I, the trophy is in the eye of the beholder. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But man, I get excited about it, man. And, you know, people think I'm crazy for hanging cameras out here, you know, off water, but I just, I really like that, you know, just trying to get in the mindset of a deer. Right. Oh, and that's the thing. Like, like I said, it was just last year when I said to my dad, I'm like, dude, we got to get lower. Like we got to get lower because we know they're coming up, like looking for dough after they're going down to eat in those fields. Like, yes, we're where we are. They, they make their way up to us, but like, let's get down to them so instead of them like breaking off a trail because they smell another doe like let's get further down and right. so i'm hoping another i'm hoping another successful season like that works out and and that's kind of will solidify that theory in a sense for me um right. you know make me look a little bit smart but uh but yeah man that's that's the kind of the goal and that's what we strive for i'm gonna issue a challenge on your reveals yep we want to follow one of your target bucks this year. All right, man. Or, or even if it's not your 
shooter buck or something, just somebody you've identified okay. to where you can post like, you know, bi-monthly or something like, yo, check out Stumpy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's Stumpy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. You know, like I told you, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely game to, to get, to get more of these. I, I just, uh, uh, man, just like I said, I, I'm, I couldn't be more impressed right off the bat off something like you, you know, there's always that, ah, let's wait and see. And, um, like I had a, the image go off when I was doing something and it was actually still sitting here on my cam or on my desk and you could catch the back of my head because I was moving obviously. But then the image of my ceiling on it, I'm like, I got a little spider web up there or something like you could actually see that in the image. I was like, man, these, and it was only on the 14 megapixel and wasn't even on the 24. So, um, I think, you know, what you're, what other brands are doing are the day pictures. It seems to be okay. You know, and yours are, are, are really good, you know, but then like your nighttime one so far from what I've seen people post with this reveal cam is where it's shining. It is just completely awesome. Yeah, we're, we're very happy with it. And I'll ask anybody listening, go on the reveal, you know, Facebook page and check out a bunch of those side by sides because we got, oh man, it has been such a fever pitch. We can't keep up with, you know, shipments right now. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think the CEO thought it was going to be big, but didn't know it was going to be this big. Yeah. You I'm know, telling everybody's you, like, people, way to upset the market. Yeah. Well, I'm, I go on these these forums or groups on Facebook and people are like, I got five of them ordered, you know, and it's like, Holy cow. <laughs> like, you know, you just dropped half a grand just on trail cameras, like, which is hey, good for you guys. Um, but it, you know, right. I'm not, I'm not in that, that class yet, but man, it's, it's, uh, if you know how to use them and you're starting to figure things out, it is a, a really good tool. And, uh, like I said, I know our buddy Tim, who's actually coming out to Utah with us, uh, he uses them heavily back at home. He hunts more public land and he gets after back, back in Northeast PA. And we, we talked a little bit about his strategies of what he uses and, um, kind of looks at the property a little bit and, uh, tries to find not necessarily their, 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 the buck beds, but he's going where a lot of people aren't thinking. Uh, he's thinking outside the box a little bit and he's getting pictures of these beautiful mature deer here in Pennsylvania. And it's, it's so frigging cool to see it. Right. Well, and the, and one of the, one of the main things about using tools like this is just one commodity that not everybody has enough of is time. Yeah. So you have a tool like this, that not everybody has the opportunity to hunt three weeks out of the year. You know, so if you're a guy that, Hey man, I got two solid weekends. I got to make this happen or a couple of weekends, whatever the case may be, man, you want to have every tool at your disposal to yeah. make sure that when you go out there and you're away from the family, you're away from work, you're going to maximize that time in the stand. Hey man, dude, that's, that's the, that's the perfect way to kind of, to wrap this up as far as like the trail camera talk, just because it's Dimitri who, who wasn't on, on this podcast tonight. He is only able to use so many days. And I know a lot of these days now for this upcoming season we are going to be used for Utah, you know? Yeah, so right. I, yeah. I, like I told him, I'm like, Hey man, this is ours. You know, I, I might've, I might've paid for, it, but let's use this. Let's, let's kind of, let's work together. And, and uh, if we get more, we get more. But in the meantime, like, like you said, we only get so many days. I only get so many days off as a teacher that where I could kind of strategize right. a little bit. And that means a lot. And for people, that's where I think the difference is from a trail camera that's basic where you got to go pull the cards compared to, to a reliable cell camera. 
And that's, and I'm, I'm going to stress that reliable just because again, I know I got it for a day, but man, I hung it for an hour and I probably, you know, I had a, I actually had to pull it just because of my dog. Cause I'm like, all right, you're going to run up my 250 images, dude. But I wanted to kind of solidify it. And, uh, it was awesome, dude. Man, I'm glad to hear it, man. We're happy. We're happy. Well, I can't wait to get my hands on one. Awesome, dude. Well, I know we talked a little bit. You have that elk hunt coming up in October with the rifle. Um, talk about what else 2020 has in store for, for you, Rudy. Um, so, again, I'll be doing rifle uh, coos deer hunting out here. Again, I drew a tag in um, early December, which is really strange because the coos deer out here, they don't start running until, like, late December Yeah, all the way into January. Our <laughs> Our archery season goes from, we have a late archery January to January 31st. And that's when the bucks are just going crazy. Yeah. Um, so my wife drew a tag for whitetail. Um, I'm going to be going, doing out of state in Colorado this year again for the second year in a row. Um, over the counter archery bull. Nice. And no, that, that's one thing I would like everybody to know that if you're like in the East coast, you don't have a lot of opportunities. <clears throat> you can draw these over the counter states. Yeah. And it's, and it's not impossible. I mean, you don't gotta be rich to do it. You start planning two or three years, put some money away, um, you know, and it could be a reality come out to a Utah hunt or a Montana hunt or a Colorado hunt. Yeah. Arizona's a draw state, but you know, it's, it, it's very doable. Yeah. I couldn't agree more with that just because for myself, I started putting in points for Iowa. I started putting points into Montana just so then that way I could kind of plan it out because again, once you, I think too, you could maybe even talk about this just even quickly. Once you have all the equipment that you necessarily need, quote unquote, need to get out and do stuff and not continue to build on. And obviously you can, but you know, like right now I'm like ecstatic because I'm like, okay, like I said this to my dad just two days ago and I talked to him, I'm like, man, like next year, if I want to go to, or heck, even later on, like I mentioned to Kentucky, I'm like, I got everything. I don't, I just got to pop up my tent and, and crash by the truck or whatever. And I got my Onyx go find some public land and, and go. I've been shooting the same bow tech since 2012. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm a kind of a blue collar hunter. I'd rather try to put some of those resources towards new hunting opportunities. Yeah. You know, luckily I've been able to hunt in like 10 States. Yeah. Different disciplines from Eastern tree stand to Midwestern to Western hunting. And I, I'll challenge anybody to go out and do it all. That's awesome. You'll, you'll find something about each type of hunt that you love and you'll find something new about yourself every time you head out yeah. and do those yeah. new kind of hunts. What, what's the, what's, what's with the elk? Why, why is that the last, you know, if you had to pick only one thing, what draws you to, to the elk, man? Oh man. It's just September when they're on fire and you, you know, I put a lot of practice into calling and trying to understand elk behavior not different than whitetail guys or mule deer guys do, but just to hear that sequence in, in, yeah, yeah, in the woods, there's nothing like it. I mean, it'll put a, it'll put a chill down to the the bottom of your spine. And um, they're just such a big majestic animal that they embody everything about the West and, you know, kind of places that I like to hunt, you know, high elevations, pine, juniper, you know, countryside, that kind of thing. I hope everybody gets at least the opportunity to go chase elk at least once in their lifetime. Yeah, man. That makes me get all giddy because we were originally going to be like, let's go. We we picked a, a a draw unit for our mule deer hunt where we could also get over the counter elk tag. So originally our plan was to do, you know, do both just in case, you know, you always hear that. But 
being that we're only going to be hunting for five full solid days, we're like, all right, let's go out for mule deer. Let's just eat that, that elk tag. Let's not even get one. I'm sure we'll probably hear elk like that. I know that that's like always the, you go for mule deer, you, you hear elk, you go for elk, you, you see mule deer. Um, that's right. You know, but, uh, but it's just, uh, I, I think next year, uh, depending on how this year's hunt goes and, you know, see, but right off the bat, I, I really want to go elk hunting one day. Like you said, I, that gives me chills down the spine. Just even you saying that just because, uh, like you said, it, it's just something to behold. And I, I can't wait for my mule deer hunt just to see the scenery, experience that and like suck at everything again and right. want to get better. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. And I hope one day, like you said, I, I do get that opportunity to chase a big bull because, you know, it changes people from what I hear. It does, man. <laughs> it does. That's awesome. Well, Rudy, thank you so much, man, for coming on, talking about trail cams, talking about what Tacticam you guys are doing. I know, like you said, you got the new, uh, the spotting scope, uh, camera coming out. You have the fishing yes. camera coming out. Um, when are, when are those getting released? Fish, the fishing camera got released in, um, May. Okay. And then the, um, trail cam June, July 1st. And then the uh, spotter LR should be, uh, we expect probably mid, mid August. Nice. So just um, in that's, time that's for a 4k spotting scope camera. That's going to replace, you know, your phone adapters, you know, so it, it's man, we got a lot of stuff in the works. That so. sounds really cool. And like you said, that's, uh, going to save someone battery out there if they're, you know, like if they're used to using their, their phone. So to just add right. that piece on. So that's another nice little nice little uh thing you don't have to worry about as far as charging your phone all the time because you're using your phone scope or something battery um sd card memory space and let's be honest man when we're out and we have service we're on facebook (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious everybody does it so yeah yeah. awesome man well where could people find more about you find more about tacticam and and all that stuff hey guys tacticam.com go to our website we got a ton of um support videos um tutorials we're on web, uh, Facebook, Instagram. We're starting to kind of get into YouTube, do some mini series and stuff like that. So, um, and then if you guys, if you guys go to, um, conservation banquets like NWTF mule deer, you've probably seen a Tacticam guy there, um, work in a booth. We are really big contributors to conservation guys. We raised $500,000 for the NWTF last year alone. So we just don't talk about it. We'd be about it. We just really want to support hunters, hunters rights, land conservation. All those things are really important to Tacticam as a company. So we are for hunters by hunters. That's awesome to hear, man. Well, thank you for raising all that money. That's great for, for people. And, uh, Everybody, go make sure you go check out Rudy. Go check out Tacticam again. Check out this new reveal uh, trail camera. It's it's budget friendly. Heck, man! If I mean, I know they have a price on their website, but right now they got it out to some distributors. It's on sale for like hundred bucks. And mm-hmm. dude, for for a cell camera, you will be really impressed. Uh, and if not, you could send me a message and tell me that I suck for it. So, um, but I, I'm sure I won't eat those words. So, Hey, go, yeah, go, go check them out. And, uh, thanks you. Thank you everybody for listening until next time. Antler up. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. Thank you so much, Rudy, for coming on. I'm telling you people, I've been running now this tactic cam reveal trail camera for the last uh, few weeks. It is still no issues whatsoever. What a great piece of equipment. Uh, we're going to actually, I might get one more just to put in a new different spot uh, just to help things out. Maybe, heck, just put one again back at home. So 
definitely check it out. I know right now it's tough to, to get because it keeps selling out everywhere. I know my dad wanted to get some and uh, Cabela's and Shields have been sell selling out pretty quick. So uh, hopefully those of you that got one, you know, shoot us a message. Tell me what you got and show us some pictures. We'd love to share them on our, on our story on Instagram. So, hey, thank you so much. Again, check those trail cameras. The season is upon us. All those dropping those beautiful, gigantic mule deer and elk already. Uh, you know, again, shout out to our boy Weston out there in Utah. Another bull down. Congrats, man. And uh, everybody else dropping stuff. So congratulations. Keep at it. And uh, have a very safe, fun, successful 2020 season. Uh, so till next time, antler up.